Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to the files of the AYR. Yowiehunters.com young P-plate driver, a lonely back dirt road surrounded by mountains and an area notorious for Yowie sightings. What could go wrong? It sounds like a plot from a horror movie, but for this young woman, what transpired was a real-life horror story. We'll hear from our witness in a moment. The location of today's report comes from an area west of Gympie, Queensland, North of the Sunshine Coast and south of Bundaberg, nestled in the middle of a notorious stretch of mountain ranges with reported Yowie sightings since 1950. Although the human population throughout this region is sparse, the sightings have been consistent. Compared with other known Yowie sighting areas across the country, it's noted that this location is a little more represented in aggressive Yowie encounters. Drawing a line from east to west, I'll cite two from Tin Can Bay, 1992 and 1998, several at Oakview, Kilkeven from the 90s to 2009, yep, that was mine, Manninbar, 2015 to the west, and then this week's report. Sometimes we'll have a single Yowie, as the personality we've dealt with in Ormo, Queensland, that seems to be a loner and causing his own problems over time. He, I would imagine, was probably a loner for a reason. I doubt even his own kind would have accepted his behaviour. So, one night we arranged something special for him. From experience, I surmise the clans of the Gold Coast hinterland are raised with a code to adhere by. I believe in certain clans, behaviour is instilled in their upbringing. In all the years researching, I, or we as a team, never received any aggression from them in the hinterland, even while at close quarters. Then there's today's region, where they seem to be rather loose at times in terms of demeanour. Are they raised differently with a different set of principles, or due to being in a wide region with fewer human inhabitants, rules were never outlined quite as stringently? In this case, it was fortunate for our young witness that she was in the safety of her car. Perhaps if she wasn't, and walking alone at night along that remote, dirt country road, instead of driving, the outcome could have been very different, and we would never have heard her tell her story. How this unfolds is fascinating. I'm sure that you'll have your own view on why the second encounter occurred. I know I do. So put on your high beam, secure your dog, and lock your car doors as I say, welcome to Glenbar. According to the submission that was sent in, you had two sightings in two weeks. They were a week apart. What um, year was this? 
2016. Do you remember the month? So it would have been July. The first sighting that you had, now again, according to the submission, it said you were heading south from Boompa to Lower Wonga along the Bruina Waluga Road. Yes. I'd left work at roughly 8 o'clock, had a perfectly fine trip, except for cows in the road, up until I got to roughly the middle of the dirt patch, to which um, I saw a large, very muscular, deep brown, orangey creature run across the road. It scared the living hell out of me. I had a dog with me who wasn't very happy about what we what saw. I leant over, I locked both my passenger side door and my driver's side door because I was in a ute and kept driving and tried to not think much of it. But every time I drove home at night after that, I had my doors locked. And then a week later, not 50 metres from where I saw the first one, there was a figure that might have been another foot taller on the right-hand side of the road. And because of the way the road is built, it's very... Oh, it's very hard to explain. It's like a, it's really, really unlevel. So you can't go overly fast on the road without throwing yourself off. So I was doing 60, as I always did, doors locked, roughly the same time as the first sighting. And I saw the figure on the side of the road. And as I got up to it, it was looking me directly in the eyes. As I got right beside it, and I was still looking at it, it let out a horrifying yell, to which I sped up. And as I passed it, it chased me for about two or three steps before letting out another yell. And, yeah. That would have been really frightening for you. It was. I was horrified. I came home rambling and screaming and crying because I had no idea what I saw because I thought I was seeing things the first time. And then when it happened the second time, I was like, no, I'm not seeing things. I have no idea what this is. And it was very, very scary. I know my dog was whimpering and screaming as well. So, Okay, let's digress back to the first one. Now, you've left work at 8 o'clock. Left from where? Uh, Boompa. From Boompa. And yep. how long after you'd left along this road until you saw it? It was probably about 20, 25 minutes. Yes. You were saying that the road, in some areas, it turns into dirt road and then back onto bitumen? It's all open cattle property. There's no fencing up until you reach the dirt part where it closes off um, and the fences are up, like, on a very sharp hill. Was Um, was the creature on the left-hand side or the right? right Right-hand side. Both occasions it was on the right-hand side. And this is all basically um, cow paddocks? Yes, it's all cattle properties. How far away was the bushland from where you saw it? Not very far at all because once you get to the um, dirt part, it's bush on either side of the dirt road. When it ran across the road, it had to only be maybe 20, 30 metres in front of me. The first one, it had to have been at least six foot, maybe just a bit over, and then the second one was another foot, foot and a half taller. It had a very broad head that didn't look like it had much of a neck onto very large, solid shoulders 
which led down to very, very large hands attached to its arms. Its hair was really dirty and wiry looking. From what I could see, you could clearly see like where its back met down to its buttocks and went on to like very muscular legs, almost like a bodybuilder's legs. And then couldn't really see the feet. Was it thin? Was it uh, was it buff like a, a bodybuilder or a football player? It was probably, it was quite buff. It wasn't thin. It was a brownie orangey colour. Like, it was darker than an orangutan. Like a really dirty, dark brown orange. Had to have been maybe two to three inches long. Was it the same length all over its body? It varied in certain places, like parts of its back, like up, up its top, uh, higher parts of its back and its neck and head seemed longer than like its lower back and stuff like that. And then when it got onto like its thighs and calves, it was it looked thicker and longer. Explain to me the length of the arms compared to say a human. So when I stand up, my hands come down to my mid thigh. It seemed to have, it had to have been down like by another hand, almost closer to its knee than it was to its mid thigh. A lot longer than a human. Yes. Do you think the head was in proportion for the rest of its body? It seemed a little out of proportion because it was oh, it was very uh, it's hard to explain. <laughs> um, it was quite large, but then again, with the size of its body, it didn't look normal either. Did it turn and look at you? When it was running across the road, it didn't. But it did look like the head came up, like, we have a rounded head. It looked like it came up to a kind of a crest at the back, like an ape's head would. The proportion of the build, would you suggest that that's more like an ape? Yes. It seems like it was more muscle than it was anything else. When you're looking at it, and it's running across the road, it's side on to you the entire time? Yes. At no stage did it turn and, and glance at you? No. When I was running across the road, it did not. It just went straight across the road, up the hill, and straight into the bush. Well, you wouldn't have noticed any eye shine or anything like that? No, not that time. On the second time I did, <laughs> very much so. Okay, we'll get to that in a sec. Because of the steepness of the how much crest the hill because of how the excavators have pushed it up to the road. Once you come down, like, you're not going to be able to back back up. So I think it was already coming down and it just had to go across and get up the other side. Otherwise, either I was going to hit it or it was going to get seen a lot more than what I already did. Right, so it was already in mid-flight and already obligated. Yeah. So one week later... You're travelling down the same road, roughly the same time. It's 50 metres apart from where you saw this. Yep. Run us through what happened there. I was coming up to it. I had my doors locked just in case I wasn't seeing things like I thought I had. And I sighted with 20, 30 metres in front of me from where I was. I see this large figure, like very, very, very similar to what I'd seen run across the road, but it seemed taller and a little bit bigger in muscle. I couldn't take my eyes off of it, even though I was worried about what was happening on the road, what was, how dangerous the road is. 
but it had me that shocked in fear. I couldn't look away. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. As I got close to it, it let out that horrible scream yell, which sent shivers down my spine. And almost pretty much set me into tears because I was that scared. And as I passed it, it had like a yellowy, deep yellowy green color to its eye. From what I could see from the light coming back off the headlights, um, it had a like a dark leathery face. It was a very wide set, not so not very protruding nose and really deep set lips and jaw and then it like threw its arms up in a way as it it yelled and then when I got past it and I tried to speed up to get away from it it took two or three very large like running steps after the ute before it let out another menacing howl and I went up and over a crest and around a corner. At what distance did you first see it? We've only been maybe 10 metres from the car because I wasn't paying too much attention at that time. It was right, like it had, it was like it, it was waiting for me almost. Like it had come down off the embankment and it was standing right on the right-hand side of the road waiting for someone or me. What was it doing? What sort of stance was it in when you're, when you're coming it towards looked, it? It kind of looked like it was... How do I explain it? Like, um, it was standing with his arms down beside it. It almost looked like a bouncer waiting in a door. It was like it was waiting for something to happen. To do things like this just doesn't make sense. And particularly at night time, when they can hear the car, they can see the lights of the car, and they yeah. would run out right in front of the car. And I swear it's deliberate. There's no other explanation for it because, you know, they're not that dumb. No, it has to be some sort of scare tactic. That's how I feel because of how it scared me. I quit work like a month later after those sightings because I was too scared to drive on that road. This was seven feet tall, you say? Yes. And it had the same proportions as the first one? Yes. It just was, I suppose, bigger in muscle due to the size. It looked just chunkier than the first one. It was the same colour? Same colour, yes. The hair was all the same length? Now, you had a, a pretty good look at the face this time. So it was very wide, and it seemed very flat and leathery looking. 
it had like a it felt it looked like it had like a really raised eyebrow bone. It had d- very dark green, yellowy eyes, which to me looked very menacing and scary. Its nose was quite wide set, but it wasn't protruding as a human, so it was more flat. Its lips looked. It had like a. Uh, it almost had like a. It had the human mouth, but it came out more like a an ape or a monkey. So it came out slightly. Like a muzzle, you say? Yes. The nose was broad and flat, or was it two holes facing forward? It was broad and flat. The skin on the face, you say, it looked quite leathery. It was dark and leathery, yes. So therefore, there was not a lot of hair on the immediate face. Not a lot, no. There was like little bits, but it didn't look like it had like facial hair or anything like that, no. Was the hair on the head any longer, and or did it have a beard? It almost looked like it had a beard, in a way. Like, but it didn't come up like under its lip. It sat down below its chin, and it looked longer underneath its chin than it did anywhere else. If you were to estimate an age on this creature, what would you say? Comparing it to, say, a human's age, it would, it would have looked like maybe a 30 or 40-year-old man. How old would you say the first one was? The first one, from what I could guess, due to the size and stuff, it probably would have, would have maybe been 10 years younger. If you'd be given a choice of what it most resembled, say, between an ape, human or Neanderthal, which would be the closest resemblance? I don't really honestly think it had a closer resemblance. It was like someone got all three of them and just smushed them together because it had features from all the, all three. The eyes, you're saying they're a yellowy green. Do they seem to be self-illuminating or would you say that was a reflection from the, the car headlights? Before I came up to it, before I because like, I saw it like 10 metres in front before I looked, the way it was because it was facing the road and it slightly turned towards me I could see light like a slight light coming from it already before the headlights hit it which then um, made the glow a lot brighter So therefore you'd say that it was self-illuminating? Yes What expression did it have on its face when you came close to it or at the closest point? It felt like it was or what I would say was like an angry face, like when you're warning someone off. When you went past it, is that when it yelled? Yes, when I came right up beside it, and I was, it had to have been only maybe two, three feet from the driver's side door, is when it felt like it was almost going to jump through the car at me, and it howled and threw its arms up in the air. What sort of noise did it make? Was it a high-pitched noise? Was it lower guttural? It was, it was a low guttural noise. Long yell? Was it short? Was it a series of a couple of them? The first, when I was right beside it, it was, wasn't overly long. It was quite short. And then the second one it did, as I sped up to get away from it, was a lot longer. Do you think he put much effort into chasing you, or do you think that was just... Um... I think it was uh, more of a get-away. It was trying to scare me away. More like a mock charge. Yes. I've been charged by cattle, so... (laughs)
you say it raised its hands. In what way did it do that? It kind of uh, threw them up, but like it was just raising its shoulders in a way, and then like arms would have been parallel with its shoulders. And they're reaching out towards the car. Yeah. Did you have a look at its hands? They look like um, I didn't get an overly close look because I was so close in on the face, and that was the most I could see. But they looked like leathery ape hands, or someone who's been working all their life. They were just really dark and black, very similar to the face, but they were they looked like they'd done a hard day's work. They were almost calloused and scarred. Further towards Waluga in 2008, there was another sighting. This one was at 6am, on the same road. It was five feet tall, black shortish hair, long arms, appeared to be apish. The woman in the passenger seat locked eyes with it. She said it was definitely not human, looked more animal. Uh, and it was, yeah. it was very well muscled, she says. AYR database files have uh, Aramara uh, in 1950, Kilkeven. 1979 and then we got involved with them at Kilkeven from 1998 onwards and that's where I got hit by one uh, Scotchy, oh wow yeah in Scotchy Pocket 1998 which isn't too far away from there only last year there's a series of footprints found on a remote private property at Widgee and then the latest one was closer to the township of Kilkeven it was seen crossing a paddock the area is quite known and it's quite active it has been for many many years it was horrifying. I, I only like just came out and told my dad like a couple of weeks ago when I was over at his place, and I was almost in tears because it, that's how much it scares me. That and just remembering it, it's horrifying. Tell me about your reaction. Now you're saying that the dog was whimpering, and what was your reaction? I was in shock. I could hardly make noise. But as I got past it, I started to shake. I was going over scenarios in my head of what could have happened. They, I don't know, grab me, grab the car. I was crying. I was, I was very, very scared. My dog was whimpering, had managed to jump down off the seat and try to crawl under the seat. At what stage did your dog start whimpering before you saw it? It had started when we first, like when I first noticed them and I went, I kind of made a, oh my God, or a, noise and my dog would sit up and look because she liked looking out windscreen when we were driving and that's when she started cowering and whimpering and trying to hide. All I can say is it was probably the most horrifying experience I've ever had. I'd been travelling that road ever since I was a kid and we used to always take back roads and up until then I was so used to that back road and I felt so comfortable on it and now I, if I'm ever going to go anywhere out that way. I will avoid that back road at all times. It was a gripping report, and you can't help but feel for her, can you? Two scenarios. She drives the same road at the same time each night in the same car. I know when I spent time with the Yao in Hazelbrook, he would not only recognise the sight of my car, but also the sound. Scenario one is she has an honest roadside experience whereby she nearly hits one. It has the fright of its life and tells Dad. Dad waits with payback. Second, they've been known to deliberately run out in front of cars as if wanting to put them off the road, by design. 
Something so uniquely aware of its surroundings does not, not see headlights or hear the sound of a car in the dead of the night and not know it's coming. Then to run out in front of that car and miss it within inches. It seems prearranged. Perhaps this was two attempts, seven days apart. To read other close-by sightings to today's report, head to our website at yowiehunters.com, reports, sightings, and then Queensland. Thanks for listening.